1: is they want to be a podcast where we drill into every episode of the iconic 1980s television series dynasty i'm your host derek j lang and with me is my co-host and husband kyler k jafari I,
0: i i have absolutely no idea what we're doing here or or what i'm doing here or what this place is about but i am determined to enjoy myself and i'm very intrigued and oh my this drink's delicious
1: okay are you doing a one woman performance of clue what's happening here i I,
0: why not because we've we've got a jeff and fallon performance of clue at the 48 room
1: carrington mansions episode i know i did like that we got confirmation that there's 48 rooms because previously i think somebody said there was 40 something so
0: oh no you're gonna get fact checked by the audience so you better be careful when you throw numbers out like that. Me
1: or the writers of Dynasty? They're Everybody the ones Everybody and all numbers. of us. We
0: are all screwed.
1: Anyway, you did tweak the line a little bit. Instead of soup, you said drink. And we do have a brown, murky concoction in a beautiful crystal glass in front of us. What? Tell me what this is. I think I know. But... Well,
0: I, I tried my best. I mean, you can't really dress up a hot buttered rum. Uh, this is... This is one of those like old uh, Apre ski drinks or Dure ski, like during the ski. I don't know. Anyway, it's uh, the original pumpkin spice, apparently. Got nutmeg and clove and cinnamon and some butter and brown sugar. And you warm that shit up in a saucepan and pour a few ounces of rum on top of it and serve it up in a glass. Here we are. And is there
1: anything else in it besides rum and butter? And spices? That's what it is, right? Rum, butter, spices, and sugar. Oh, and sugar. Okay, yeah, I taste the sugar. La sucre. It's actually pretty good. I like this. Yeah, it's a simple
0: drink in a way, and it's also a little bit sugary. It's certainly the sugar a, a dessert item. Because it yeah.
1: burns a little bit when, you, when it first touches your tongue, and then when it goes down, it's kind of smooth.
0: I mean, it's just a little bit troubling because Blake suggests that... Crystal needs to just. Why don't you go back to the the
1: ski lodge? Yeah, it's kind of like a fuck off off hot buttered rum. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's it's get out of my way. Go go away, lady. (laughs) Hot buttered rum.
0: I'm busy riding horses and conquering the mountaintops.
1: I just I it's not something I ever usually seek out, but I do remember. In New Orleans, I really wanted hot buttered rum for some reason.
0: Well, it's definitely murky and brown and very unsexy, even in a you know Lismore cut crystal Waterford old fashioned glass. Yeah, so.
1: it definitely is not getting high water marks for looks. Honestly, not a dynasty drink. Yeah, I don't know why Blake would but, have suggested. Such well, a because
0: name. Blake's you know he's from the old country or something. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but like clearly. It's cardigan sweaters and hot buttered rum for him. Mm-hmm. It's it's not gold lame puff sleeves and, you know, rosé champagne. Well, thanks for making Dynasty it. Dynasty has many
1: facets. Hopefully I can get through this through the whole episode cuz this is something you're not going to want to gulp down really quickly. Although I guess you kind of do cuz it starts getting cold and then it's just cold buttered rum.
0: Yeah, nobody wants that. We really haven't like spent much time about
1: brunch on <laughs> on this this lovely this fair podcast. This poor podcast has not given enough attention to the meal known as brunch. What are you talking about?
0: Well, you act like we've talked about it, and I'm acting like we haven't talked about it. So what do I you didn't mean? act like,
1: like we've talked about brunch well, before. I just don't understand why we would need to talk about brunch. Like a brunch? A specific brunch or just
0: the idea of brunch? Something in the DNA of Dynasty seems like... Brunch is in that mix.
1: I think the only time we've ever seen a brunch is maybe when Alexis came back and her and Stephen were dining al fresco. Um, but otherwise, it seems like they just have lunch. What about at the St. Dennis Club? What about
0: their, you know kinky breakfast in the prior episode Oh yeah
1: I guess that was a bit brunchy Isn't that what brunch really is That was kind of more like munchies Okay
0: I'm loving I'm getting a philosophical vibe here Brunch really is kinky breakfast It's like things you're not supposed to eat for breakfast so it's a little bit lunchy in that way. But then, like, you've also got booze involved, rose champagne. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this is just more reasons why Alexis is my goddess.
1: Yeah. Well, she was certainly goddessing it up in this episode. Oh my God. The sex scene. Oh my goddess. <laughs> oh my goddess. I'm glad I have my hot buttered rum to calm my nerves to talk about that romantic interlude with her and Cecil Colby. You mean your ice cold stick in the mud buttered rum. Yeah, should we take a break and put this in the microwave and then uh, get into the this week's episode? Yeah, let's put the fine crystal in the microwave and see what happens. Kyler, do you want to dip a chip into my hair? No, but I do want to run my fingers through it. <laughs> Ooh. Well, it's going to feel smooth because I use Sauce Beauty's guacamole whip deep moisture mask you put guac in your hair mm, not quite sauce beauty is a delicious new hair care line inspired by the flavors you love and i love me some guac this mask let me tell you kyler it is not only infused with avocado tell it's me. also got yara honey and argon and Minoy oils so, you can double dip all you want because it's good for you.
0: Derek and I are proud that Sauce Beauty is the sponsor of Dynasty as they want to be. All their products are clean. That means alcohol? No. Gluten? No. Paraben? No. Salt? Sulfates, none of that shit. No, none of
1: it. And Sauce Beauty also uh, has moisturizing shampoos and conditioners and hair treatments inspired by recipes like hot sauce and chimichurri. You can find out more at saucebeauty.com. Derek, you do know that guac is extra, right? Well, so am I. Welcome back. Okay, so this is the second season finale. We've conquered 21 episodes. This is the 22nd episode. It's all leading to this.
0: Well, we may have conquered a second season, but we didn't conquer this mountain. And <laughs> no, I'm kind of like feeling like the prior episode they should have ended on that high note because this episode was. just a dumpster full of hot trash i I feel
1: like they were trying to make like a western or an action movie or something it it went in a different direction and then it wasn't dynasty enough especially after like the first
0: act yeah i it's weird because i don't think they were doing this on purpose or maybe they were i don't know i'd love to talk to the well clearly they wanted
1: like a cliffhanger well uh,
0: yes literally and i think
1: that's what you meant but is this where the word cliffhanger came from this episode of dynasty
0: well if we, if we look into the etymology of cliffhanger i have to think it goes back to like cheesy ways to end a story in the middle so that you have to watch the next episode so yes i'm sure they're they're hanging on a cliff and here's the thing i like that you're calling out the uh, the non dynasty of it all because that's really what's happening in this episode for sure and I don't know if it's like a sideways like reference to Linda Evans being on Big Valley, um, which was a little bit like a sort of like I don't know if it was a Gunsmoke or you know, bonanza. I'm not really sure. Like I'm I I don't speak that language. I'm not from that time or I haven't seen those shows, but that's where she came from. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like I it's and like she a, was beloved on that show. Yeah. So, so a lot I mean, of this, that love carried that's over. That's really into kind of Dynasty. how she wound up on this show and John Forsyth, in a way, too. I mean, he kind of came from a similar, you know, like, adjacent background. So well, this is in familiar a territory for these two. This, again, just, like, kind of points up what uh, Dynasty was doing, which was, like, it was the statement about the 1980s and, like, how glitzy and glammy and, like, this is not the 70s anymore and we're not doing westerns and, and all this country fried
1: stuff. It seems like they were putting... <laughs> The cart before the horse like it seems like oh aaron spelling told the writers hey let's set most of the finale at this dude ranch figure it out it doesn't seem like this storyline was naturally leading blake and crystal and dr Fettuccini to go to this dude ranch north of denver you know well, what i mean
0: yeah i know what you mean and the the only thing that really, like, underscores how bad that transition is is when Blake brings Crystal to the dude ranch and they pull up and she's like, yes, buy it. And he's like, you'd make a great businesswoman. Like, is this is like the like the hammiest, like just most contrived way to try to make this thing work out in the
1: world of Dynasty. Let's back up a little bit because there was there was a lot going on at the mansion now, one thing I'm really getting frustrated with is them using Claudia Blaisdell as, like, a false cliffhanger. You know, just a couple of episodes, they made it seem like she was going to kill herself, and then that was, like, barely referenced. And then last week, they made it seem like she was stealing the baby, and then, like, she's got, you know, a doctor checkup appointment. and They can't decide no what mention. they're
0: doing with her. She's just basically, like, a an F-sharp note, and, like, at some point, she's going to turn up, but... Not really important to the whole composition. And yeah, like the thing with the baby, like that just
1: totally got dropped. I know that she's crazy now, and it seems like everybody's just allowing her to do whatever she wants. I mean, Dr. Manicotti just lets her out of the hospital to wander around, and then she goes and clears out, uh, her bank account or somebody's bank account or sells a liver i don't know what she did but she gets all this money and then she's joyriding around in jeff's yuppie mobile like but this is all happening this is all
0: happening off screen like she takes the keys and that's what you know claudia loves her key tricks like she's such a grifter with keys apparently but like what we don't really see her do anything we're just supposed to assume she's off gallivanting in the mercedes or something
1: yeah and i mean maybe she's supposed to be a red herring for this whole kidnapping of baby blake but well at this in point the same episode
0: you could be forgiven for not really caring anymore about what's happening with claudia like it's just kind of like oh they're doing that again like who cares like she's not driving the story and they've run out of ideas when she like comes back on screen to like say things these are things that don't really have any relevancy so yeah go take Jeff's Mercedes for a joyride who the hell cares
1: please don't pity me I never expected any future with you
0: I'm not pitying you Claudia I just
1: hope you find someone soon so you won't have to be alone anymore alone
0: well I won't be alone, but thank you. That's sweet of you. Really? You're a sweet Colby. There are some
1: more importantly, we have a wedding happening and everybody loves a wedding, especially when Alexis is involved. I kind of knew this was coming, but I just love the fact that she's setting up a circus tent in the backyard of the Carrington mansion. It's just... Well, I have to I have to good. give the
0: writers credit here because I was already, like, making up my internal monologue about this. And I was like, oh, the circus is in town. And then, like, Blake even says, like, oh, you mean the carnival? You know, so... clearly everybody is like on to what she's doing like we're not the audience is not the only people who realize that this is insane we're just like one clown short of a circus
1: well in a way it's kind of bad because she's played so many of her cards and yeah you literally have blake saying "Oh, she's doing this again and crystal's like oh rolling her eyes and even fallon is like over it so, uh they're going to have to into the third season come up with some more for her to do because people aren't buying her routines anymore.
0: That might be the one thing about this episode that I think is on point. Everything else is a freaking mess, but this thing with her and Cecil, I think it's the only thing in this episode that I, that is like digestible. Everything else is sort of like mm, cheesy or mm, not not in tone or whatever but I do think the marriage with Cecil is going to carry forward into the next season I'm not saying that just from like having seen season three but right. I, if
1: you're just now joining us I have not seen all of these episodes and Kyler has but there's so many that he he's forgotten some of what happens but my point just
0: being that I I think there's more of this to come yeah well, also I part think- of that is where the hell did Steven go he's just gone. He read Everybody the Riot Act and then, like, Donzo. Like,
1: I know. I thought maybe there would be some resolution with him. And knowing that Al Corley only played this character for, you know, the first two seasons, it was kind of sad as I was watching it. And I realized we weren't going to be getting any more Steven. So, bye, Al Corley. Thanks for your service. Bye, Al Corley. It's nice knowing you. Gonna miss you. The fucking. Oh my god. The The fucking. fucking. Can we talk about the fucking? I
0: really don't want to. I mean, it's really terrible. Like it's bad when a soap opera makes, you know, sex between human beings an alien thing.
1: So Dynasty is interesting in that people do have sex on the show, but it's never seen. It's only alluded to. They kind of fade in and out. Every now and again you'll see a guy with his shirt off. But for the most part, this is a classy affair. But oh no, not this episode. I've finally got everything that I've wanted.
0: Everything I've been
1: planning for.
0: And it's all going to be ours, time.
1: The whole world's going to be ours.
0: I think they were they were really dipping their toes into the hot tub. It was getting very discofied for just a minute.
1: Disco, that yeah. saxophone was like Red Shoe Diary soundtrack. It was. Well, so if you're going to put it graphic. that way,
0: then this is like presaging Red Shoe Diaries. And actually, I kind of love this take now that you've brought it out on stage.
1: Oh, because you love Red Shoe Diaries? No, David but, we all
0: hate Red, Red Shoe Diaries. That's We are all united in our hatred of that stupid show. However, we have to acknowledge that there was a, a an aesthetic of saxophone and bags fuzzy focus sex going on right and and
1: fading in and out but yeah i guess i'm okay with the sex scene but not this one because clearly there's no romantic connection between these two i mean he tries to kiss her on the lips and misses she tries to kiss him on the ear and misses he tries to put her his fingers in her mouth and go ends up in her ear Ugh. like it's so awkward it reminded me of like this is like watching her parents have sex no it's like watching Ugh. like kids exploring their bodies like it seemed very immature to me and it was like
0: elders exploring their body
1: yeah maybe they've gone <laughs> senile and forgot how to fuck <laughs> But I do like that we get confirmation that uh, Alexis's brass daybed does fold out into a full That's size. not a daybed, that's an all day bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um Cecil can't handle that afternoon delight because his heart starts acting up, which they did leave us a few breadcrumbs in the past few episodes that he was having some sort of a medical condition, but
0: <laughs> it's kind of just like throwaway up until this point. So yeah, he's probably gonna have a heart attack I do think take an aspirin dude
1: Alexis also needs to take a first aid class because slapping somebody over and over and over again is probably ooh she mad mad at him
0: no she's so mad she's (laughs) like no you're my my ticket to wealth and riches and fame or whatever I know she she
1: shows her hand like so easily and literally she uses her hand (laughs) yeah uses it over and over again (laughs) Don't you die on me? can me. You me. I need Don't you die on me? I need you to get Blake, Cecil.
0: It's kind of like the only thing from this episode that I might care about. Like we're, I think we're supposed to care about, like Blake being forlorn on the cliffside. nope don't care but i'm kind of like ooh what's gonna happen with alexis and cecil like he's you know he's dying in flagrante delicto, and there was supposed to there's you know they haven't quite resolved like what the business relationship is there because that's clearly what that is
1: no i hope he doesn't die and i hope that they do get married and we also still have this tasty morsel that crystal is still married to her first husband which i'd forgotten about that so we're swinging back around hubby is in new york so alexis is still going to try to break them them up i
0: don't know i
1: i feel like the the writers
0: keep doing this lazy nonsense where like certain things get kind of like put in and then you kind of just like they don't get picked up again for a while and then they're like oh yeah remember this like detective that was looking into you know crystal jenning's background well
1: i guess when you're watching tv in 82 and you only have your choice between four programs that you'll remember these things that happened weeks and weeks can later can we can
0: we just stop for a minute and think about 1982 like that's what i'm loving about dynasty in this moment um, it's so clearly reflecting all of the things that well, people with means anyway are you know the, the the Mercedes sedan, the slim cut suits, the the shoulder pads, but also it's the morals and the the money chase, and there's just like I don't know, there's like something about it that's like it's we've very clearly moved on from the seventies at this point, and that's what I I really love about. The end of this season, not so much this episode, because this, frankly, this episode's kind of a dud.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking back, this season definitely has moved us into the 80s, whereas the first season was in that kind of 70s hangover, which I know we talked a lot about, but... um. One thing that is sort of weird is this Rashid Ahmed character comes back into the mix, but it's not Rashid Ahmed, it's his brother,
0: this is This is another, like, the writers drop things in and they kind of forget about him for a while, and then, like, here's Rashid Ahmed's brother, like... Okay, I kind of remember this from like 12 episodes
1: ago, I guess. Well, how could you not? He had that great little thin mustache and he banged Alexis in Rome. But no, I have to think that they brought the brother in because I think he's actually played by somebody who has some kind of Middle Eastern descent, whereas the original Rashid Ahmed was like an Italian-American actor. So at least we're a bit more well, that's, woke. that's how far here. racism has
0: come that, you know, like at this point you can't have Italians playing, you know, the uh, eastern, middle eastern, mediterranean
1: whatever this ahmed character is really bringing back all of these feelings for dr cannoli who has not gotten over his brother's death he has forgotten about it for many many weeks but now he's hell bent on getting revenge on blake again because he learns blake could have helped his brother uh not be in prison for smuggling drugs although the brother committed suicide so i'm not really sure what blake could have done but it doesn't matter he's pissed and he's so pissed that he's screaming at ahmed did you believe him on the mountaintop when he told dr macaroni that he didn't have really anything to do he maintained his innocence in that situation
0: no i don't believe that at all like i think we all know that blake could have done something blake's very aware of whatever happened or his own participation and what happened um and this is all just like you know his way to like separate himself from it uh, whether it comes to a negative conclusion who knows like the it's the cheesiest of cheese like you're, you're supposed to expect that nick is going to be the problem but no no it turns out it's uh a rattlesnake
1: i mean everything about this whole skycrest dude ranch situation is clung. hey dude it's just So manufactured and clunky. Yeah, I forgot about the snake. How could I forget about the snake? Yeah, like. Because it's such a
0: contrived element. So, of course, it's forgettable. Like, it makes no sense in the context of what's happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got walkie talkies. We've got a snake. We have walkie talkies with 12 foot antennae. Well, that I liked because, you know, the higher the antenna, the closer to God.
0: Right. As any woman in Texas would tell you.
1: Yeah, it just seemed all set up to get them on a hill. Like, it was a means to this end and none of it really mattered and, and this
0: this kind of feeds back to why i think we're not really into this episode and like what well, a shitty you, way this is this is the anti-cliffhanger you want to talk about cliffhangers right this Did is, is not the way to end the actually season
1: actually think that they were going to kill off john Forsythe, like he wasn't going to come back to the show no of course not nobody was watching this on the edge of their seats I think the better cliffhanger is the kidnapping of of little Blake. Because all of a sudden they introduce like another character. We think that it you know, it's gonna be the rich hating nurse that nabs the baby, but it could be the grave digger at the cemetery.
0: I love I love the grave di- the gravedigger at the cemetery. I'm sure it's not on purpose, but it it does have like a moment where this is like the caretaker from Dark Shadows. But obviously Dynasty's not a dead centric show the way the dark shadows was but this is um rg armstrong who was a a lee strasberg alumni oh what
1: pedigree
0: well and i think we would we would probably know him as prune face from dick tracy but yeah like what is like i I don't know is this like a weird moment where we bring the baby to the cemetery like life and death all coming together in one circle oh i I kind
1: of like that we get a little bit of more backstory with yeah Jack. this this was actually probably one of the more thoughtful moments of this episode and i think that john james does a really good job of playing the doting father and how much family is important to him because he doesn't have a family so it makes sense why he sees blake as a father figure and he wants to be a father himself because apparently there aren't any other colbys but we know that's not true because <laughs> there's going to be a show called the colby's, but. You know, his uncle sucks and I guess is going to be, you know, dead by sex.
0: Well, I mean, if if there's any other way to die, then you tell me. I mean, that's, (laughs) you know, I think Uncle Cecil's got it coming.
1: It's very anxiety inducing that Jeff and Fallon come home and the baby is not there and the nurse is nowhere to be seen and the staff have no idea mrs Gunnerson isn't any fucking help well i like
0: that like uh jeff and fallon you know they're like having clue the movie uh, but like instead of somebody got murdered somebody was born
1: let us out let us out <laughs> let us in let us in <laughs> so yeah i care about who took the baby and where the baby is don't care about blake on the side of a mountain Cause I know he's gonna live, and I'm sure everybody watching at home in nineteen eighty two knew that too. So wah wah, spent all that money to shoot on location and pay them horses and them stuntmen, and it was a big bust.
0: We need to talk about cars. So Dr. Nick, not in his characteristic Dustbuster shaped DeLorean. He's like in a Bronco, a Ford Bronco. Uh this car don't make no sense for him, but I guess because he's like going to the dude ranch, gotta drive a Bronco. Like so I don't know if he went to the rental company. Or if I he's think just he got just one of these in his stable, to have four-wheel drive to get to Blake <sighs> as mean, quickly as possible. But I'm not so sure that these were like always four-wheel drive. I think they were just generally rear-wheel drive. But I don't know. That's yeah. I know you're not going down that road.
1: But that. he's going down. That Blake road. Blake and
0: Crystal show up at the Dude Ranch in a Mercedes 600 Pullman, which is like the limo equivalent of like a a highfalutin Mercedes sedan thing. Uh, so this is like another, like they're not in the, uh, the characteristic, you know, Lincoln thing from the 1970s or whatever. He's always
1: riding around. in.
0: so I don't know. There's, there's a lot of uh, uh, up is down, right is wrong. Kyler,
1: you have your the mountain, cars is the valley for the city, and then you have your cars for the country. Okay. Do you really think a, a 37
0: inch stretched Mercedes 600 is like the thing for
1: the mountains i don't know i've never been in one before i bet it's a smooth ride
0: i'm just saying this this show got weird with cars and it's just it didn't just it's get more weird. of how weird this whole episode i was is. gonna say
1: it didn't just get weird with cars it got weird with everything else so i do appreciate that they're setting things up obviously they knew there was going to be a third season so they're trying to you know go places you know that They mentioned Adam, and Claudia's running around about to do something bad. A baby got kidnapped, and Blake is on the side of a mountain. So, you know, I appreciate the fact that we're going to have some things that we need to resolve in the third season, and they're not just cleaning the slate. Now it's the time of the episode where we talk about our looks of the week. Kyler and I pick our favorite ensembles. Uh, again, I'm not super excited well, about see, the choices here. Whereas in the
0: prior episode, I get that it was very story forward. Um, this episode, the story is trash and like. So there's no excuse for not having good clothes.
1: Yeah, even Alexis doesn't like turn it out in one of her crazy. No, costumes. she really doesn't.
0: And I'm gonna give my look of the week, honestly. And this is a, a good look, is uh, Crystal early in the episode and the uh, green, a very olive green. Love that. Yeah, that might have been the only proper outfit in this entire episode. And it's, it's edged in, like, the gold piping on the shoulders. Yes, that and piping was... The high mwah. collar with the gold piping. And something, the way that the blouse was cut, like, it didn't look like it was trying to accentuate the the cleavage, but it was also like not trying to hide it either. I shouldn't say cleavage because it's like well, that's when it's exposed, right? Yeah, I was Uh, gonna say there's no cleavage. I'm just saying straight up to her neck. But like, it wasn't like they were like wallpapering her boobs, you know, like this like it it was there. But then like the waist and the pants were like clearly well cut, and like it was all of a certain olive green color. The color goes goes with with her hair. Yeah, Uh, something about her hair color and that. That cl- olive green, I don't know. It, it was all just working for me. I wish I could have seen the shoes. I really don't know what the shoes were with this outfit, and maybe I need to do my homework, but I felt like this was the only vestige on the whole show that, that was worthy of a of look of the week.
1: Yeah, and it was kind of wasted because she just sort of came in and poured some coffee, and then they went off to the dude ranch. Well, but
0: that, I think that's a good example of what they did with clothes in this show is like everything was just like, they just spent so much money on costume. And, it, you yeah, know, it, this suit, dress, Here, whatever might on. show up for a few minutes, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I really did like that. I almost chose that as my look of the week, but I ended up giving it to her riding outfit once they actually get onto the horses. Something about that blouse, the way that it... uh What do you call that? Like, folded over? I really like the drapiness of that blouse. It seemed like you could go riding at the dude ranch or go on safari like it was kind of bohemian but still sort of elevated and her cute little cowboy hat was a really nice touch it wasn't cheesy and it was fashionable yeah and i
0: i I feel like that was like a little bit of a nod back to her big valley days
1: it wasn't country western it was country chic you know i liked it
0: Right, which is what Dynasty was, like, always trying to, like, fight itself about, like, Dallas, you know? Yeah. in this way, I think it kind of was sort of differentiating itself, but also
1: kind of doing same-same. Well, you know, people really like horses in the 80s, I guess. But the other thing about this outfit is that it paired very nicely with a walkie-talkie. Only if it has, like, a 12-foot antenna attached to it.
0: Blake, can you hear me? Blake, please answer me. Please.
1: Blake! Well, that's it for this episode of Dynasty as They Want to Be. Kyler, thank you so much for joining me again. Mrs. Peacock was a man? Can you believe we made it through the second season?
0: I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Are you just going to quote Clue instead of talking about <laughs> Dynasty? No, <sorry. laughs> that's totally rude, right? No, I, I'm... i you know the thing is, is, this season is really where it's at. And as much as I love the first season, I think it's sort of a connoisseur's thing. Season two, though, is understandable to I think anybody, anybody who would want to familiarize themselves with this. Mm-hmm. Show. I can
1: see that because you kind of have to see the other seasons to appreciate the first season. Because now looking back on it, it makes more sense to me because they were they were building to something and and layering new ideas on a new aesthetics I, on I don't top want of to it. be
0: contrarian but I think they weren't building or layering I think they mm-hmm. were going some other direction and then it didn't really pan out ratings wise and season 2 is sort of a reaction to all of that and that's how we got Joan Collins Well that's what I'm talking about Who was about. supposed to only I think be 6 episodes in the beginning and like because she was so amazing of course She sort of ends up running the show at the end. Season two really establishes it's a do over in a lot of ways. Like season one almost kind of gets forgotten.
1: But there's a lot of references to season one. So I don't agree with that. Here we are, two seasons in, still arguing about Dynasty. well the the best to come is season
0: three i feel like season two and three are always neck and neck for what's gonna be i don't know sort of most enjoyable the things that we love about dynasty the most and i can't remember like honestly this is just like shit talking i can't remember if alexis like ends up moving out for season three and like living her little penthouse which is like one of my favorite things about this show ever.
1: Okay, you're spoiling too much, okay? I've only seen Alexis moving seasons. to a penthouse
0: is such a spoiler? Are you kidding no, me? No, I mean like, I know that, but this I show's don't... been on the air for like 40 years almost. Like, come on.
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited and you know what? We're going to keep galloping along on our horses we're not gonna let any snakes spook us and we're gonna go straight into the third season are you with me kyler i'm
0: totally with you i don't think we talked enough about alexis and cecil having that bad disco
1: sex uh no we talked plenty i don't want to ever have it referenced on the show or have to watch (laughs) that scene ever again and i am gonna go shave my back now Oh, and I forgot to mention, if you want to financially support the podcast, we do have a Patreon that's live now, patreon.com slash Podcast. You can get ad-free episodes. You can sign up for the Blake Carrington level and get a special gift in the mail. And there's bonus episodes. I just released one where Kyler and I talk about wine gifts.
0: We all sell out
1: eventually. What is wine gifts? Well, you'll just have to subscribe to find out. And very soon, we're going to do a deep dive looking back into the second season as a bonus episode too. What do you think about that?
0: I I think that's the most dynastic thing we could ever do and if
1: you haven't already you better be following us on all the social media channels twitter instagram facebook pinterest friendster we're My at space. nasty podcast that's n-a-s-t-y podcast dot com. no it's not dot com <laughs> <laughs>